gosh, if I had the choice of everything just being perfect and just driving all the way through and not meeting anybody because everything was just perfect, then might have missed out on something. Man, truer words have never been spoken. I'm hearing this for the first time, and I have to say that I agree. Okay, so you own a VW bus, listeners. Here's how we ended up talking to Tim Langdon, a true blue Alaskan if ever there was one. Things were not perfect. Far from it. We were driving back to Lower 48 on the Alcan Highway. Now, if you listen to our Detour number 5 episode, we talked extensively about Miracle's concussion. Even though I'd hit my head three months prior to arriving in Alaska and the neurological symptoms were improving, the physical after effects, especially in my neck and shoulder, were getting much worse. I was dizzy with pain and wearing a neck brace. Every single bump on the highway was excruciating. And the bus wasn't faring much better. The distributor wasn't working correctly, and I had to stop and regap the points every 50 miles or so. I knew the next time I stopped the bus, it wasn't going to start again. So, when we finally had a tiny little bar of cell signal, we stopped and the bus completely died. We searched van alert, hoping to find somebody who could help. And I wasn't holding out much hope, because this part of Alaska is... very remote. But, we found Tim who arranged for us to be towed 70 miles into his town where he said he thought he could help us. We're in outside of Toke, Alaska, which is along the Alaska Highway. And I think we're at about, gosh, I used to know this stuff. We're just shy of 64 degrees north latitude. Fairbanks about 200 miles away and Whitehorse is about 400 miles away. Toke's about 1,200 people. It comes and goes, depending on the time of year. And, uh, yeah, maybe it goes down to 600 in the wintertime. You know, the diehards that are sour, sour doughs. You know, they're sour on dough, and they can't get out of here, and they're stuck here. Would it be accurate for me to say, we're kind of in the middle of nowhere? Well, it depends what your definition of nowhere is. I've been in the middle of nowhere, and this is somewhere, you know. This is like a little settlement type thing. You leave this little settlement, and there's nobody for, I don't know, hundreds of miles, literally. You know, maybe on the side of the road type thing, but the next settlement is what, Chistachina, and that's a hundred and something miles. And if you go north of here... Um, there's nobody north of here for a long ways until you get to maybe Eagle and Eagles, maybe 200 people, something like that. So yeah, and Fairbanks is 200 miles and that's like 70,000 people. And I don't know. And I've been everywhere in between on, on the ground, just kind of being around. So, you know, that's someplace, but there's a, there's a lot of big country around here, and uh, once you leave here, it gets lonely real fast. So we were super lucky to end up somewhere and with someone like Tim and his wife, Maria. And their little chihuahua, too. They gave me a bed to sleep in while Tim showed Ryan his VW bus. It's the farthest north, from what I figure, it's the farthest north, oldest split window bus in the world so she's kind of special I call her the hibernator hibernator 
That's what's on the license plate. And uh, it started out with a lost dog, a lost dachshund, um, about three miles that way, east of here in the woods. Um, A buddy of mine, Chuck, uh, had lost his dog. It, It ran off into the woods, and he went looking for it. And he got off into another area of the woods. I mean, once you you leave your own little homestead or something, it's just undeveloped, whatever, land. So he went off looking for his dachshund. He came upon this this old VW bus tipped over, you know, on its driver's side. And uh, it had trees grown up all the way around it, you know, spruce trees. Everything grows pretty slow here. So, you know, it had 50-year-old spruce trees all the way around it. So it hadn't moved in a long time. And he looks at that and he thought, he thought, gosh, Tim is a VW guy. So I'm going to take a picture of it and text him and say, hey, what is this thing? Do you know what this is? And so he did. I looked at it and uh, it was a 1958 pressed bumper um, Dove Blue uh, split window bus and just sitting there. And it had been sitting there a long time. In fact, it was in this old guy's place that I used to know in the 1980s. His name was Seward. And uh, Seward was a collector of stuff. And, you know, he'd make steam engines. And he was a mechanical guy. But he just saw that as uh, a transmission that he could make. Uh, he could make an off-road moose hunting buggy, you know, if he welded enough stuff together. So he just saw it as a parts rig. And uh, so he did whatever he did, wanted to steal from it and rob parts-wise, and then he just threw it out in the back 40 to rust away and be gone. But, uh, you know, once I laid eyes on it, I said, oh, man, I could fix that up and uh, get that to be a driver. So so I contacted, and Seward had died in the late 70s, no, late 80s. 1980s and so he was long gone i used to know him but you know i contacted his family or whoever the estate was and i said hey man i could use that bus and fix it up and they said we'll take it and i said well it's worth something i mean these things are valuable and they said do us a favor take it we'll help you load it and all that so they just blessed me with it and gave it to me and so you know i just scrounged around parts and got it running and uh and the rest is history. She's great. She's got karma to her. She's got character. You know, I wanted to try to keep it as as uh, original as possible, just to keep that that character that's just the rust and the patina and whatever. I mean, I had to fix certain things, but uh, she's she's a driver now. It's fun. And now I have to figure out how much do I want to paint, you know, over this new body panel I put on or something because I want to keep her just kind of the character that she has you know I'll drive her down to 20 below zero I'll put synthetic oil in her and we'll go for a ride and it's great she loves it so I'll drive into town to check the mail I'll go go to the local diner on Saturday morning to get together with the guys I'll go over the welding shop to see my buddies you know I'll go out to Tanacross to see Grandma, um, visit with her. You know, just places. It's my driver. The bus, by the way, is really beautiful. 
and Tim and I ran it around Toke while he and his friend, Randy, worked on our bus. I have to say, the Hibernator is a great ride, even though I'm not sure I'm hardy enough to drive it around at 20 below. I just want to make sure that our listeners fully appreciate the scenario here. I'm pretty much unconscious during this period of time. I slept for three days, and Tim's wife, Maria, is checking in on me. Tim called his friend Randy, a VW guru who just happened to live in Toke, and the three of you worked on the bus, correct? Yeah, well, I mean, Randy and Tim worked, and I pretty much just got in the way. And to top it all off, Tim cooked a salmon that he had caught that day and sat down for this interview. It's true. These three strangers ended up taking us in, they cared for us, they fed us, and they helped keep us on the road. And this wasn't the first time that we'd received kindness like this, but it's humbling every single time. And I always want to know what compels people to do something like this. Surely it would have been easier to just let us stay on the side of the road. Well, because there, there's more to life than just making a buck, I guess. Uh, we're, you know, we're all running, we're all sojourners on the trip, right? And you guys are on your trip, and I'm kind of just on my trip. And every once in a while, you come into an oasis um, by either by need or by circumstance, and, and trails, paths cross, and, uh, and everybody has a story, right? You guys are making your own story, quite a story. And I just enjoy hearing that from people. And uh, it's, it's just an excuse to get together. Um, you know, the circumstances are based on, well, I broke down or whatever. And it's like, hey, I can help that person. And uh, we all take turns. Up here in the North Country, we take turns. And that's just the law of the North. And so it's my turn to help somebody. And uh, I know it's going to be <laughs> my turn to receive somebody's help when I break down along the road in the middle of winter and... and uh, and so it's all good. I suppose that's perspective you'd have to adopt at this somewhere place in the middle of all of this big country. It's It's been deeply humbling realizing that this country could have just chewed me up and eaten me alive. And all I could, I mean, it, it's been lessons in mercy and grace. Um, this is tough country up here. It's brutal. It's brutal, yet it's graceful. It's beautiful, yet it's dangerous. And I realize in retrospect, you know, I came up here as this this greenhorn idiot from Southern California Beach, and I come up into Arctic World, and, you know, I was game, but that doesn't mean I was equipped. But, you know, certain people took me under their wings up here, who were Alaskans, and uh, they realized, wow, this guy's a knucklehead. He's going to freeze. He's going to go out and do some something with unintended consequences, and we better help this guy out. So, I mean, that was just mercy. <laughs> you know, people just saw that coming and said, you know, maybe you need a pair of Sorrells or some bunny boots. Here, take this wool, these wool mittens or whatever stuff. Um, you might consider outfitting yourself a little better or whatever and i didn't realize any of this stuff it's like hey man let's go on this adventure somebody 
was looking out for me. And I was adopted by, you know, Athabascan families, things like that. They just felt sorry for me. In fact, they named me, they named me Techu. And Techu means, means to feel sorry for something. Oh, I feel sorry for you, Techu. And I thought, oh, that's nice, thanks. You know, I could get by on my own. You know, I'm a can-do kind of guy. But they named me Techu. And I, I said, why did you guys name me that? And they said, well, it means love and respect also. Techu. Techu. Tim, we have the utmost respect and love for you and Maria. And it's strange to say, but I'm thankful that we broke down and took Alaska and that our paths ended up crossing. And a very special thank you to Tim's friend, Randy, who got our bus running again and got us back on the road. When we're not so remote and we have internet and shipping, we order parts from our sponsor, Go Westy. And when I needed medical attention, we were beyond thankful to have health insurance funded by the Machowski Foundation. Until we meet again, friends. <laughs>